Mm. It is episode 28 of yeah. The Staggler, and oh my gosh, it is a very special episode. It, maybe the most special episode. It's got to be the most special episode, because it's the episode. It's the first annual ever in history, the debut of The Staggies. The Staggies. The most prestigious award show on the globe. Yeah, okay. Oscars, who cares? Like, they say the EGOT, but they forget that it's EGOTs, plural, because exactly. they need Staggy at the end of it. Emmy, and Grammy, Oscar, Tony, Staggy. Yeah, and as far as I know, nobody has an EGOTs. Nobody. But today, maybe someone who already has an EGOT could complete the EGOTs. Maybe. Maybe the first ever EGOTs holder in history. Very exciting day. Very exciting Are day. Are you kidding we'll, me? We'll also be talking about something a little more boring, which was the events of the Oscars show yeah not as exciting as this but to, to just to put it out there we talked about um there was a big win that night obviously that was my octopus teacher you know i feel like that was the highlight of the night huge win getting into it um but i really feel that if you know my octopus teacher can win then maybe one day we'll be able to anthropomorphize and project human qualities onto celebrities mm. you know and really feel like celebrities are people too not this year, but maybe one year I'll be able to feel like but, you know, people. If, if I learned anything, it's that if an octopus and a man can become friends, anything is possible. That's true. Anything could be on the horizon for us. Anything. But for now, let, I'm Justin. I'm Nick. Let's get into the weeks. What have you been up to, Nick, with your weeks? So saw a few TV shows and one movie, one singular movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off with the movie, I guess. I went to the movie theater and I saw the Demon Slayer movie, Mugen Train. That's Um, what it's called? Yeah. Weird. That's the name of like the arc in the manga or whatever. Okay. What does that mean? It's like the name of the train. Oh, okay. Okay. So it doesn't really have a... Okay. Uh, No, it's just like the train. I've just never heard Mugen before. Neither have I. It didn't seem very important. Okay. Um... But so the movie is actually canon to the show, mm-hmm. which is uh, interesting for anime movies because a lot of them don't really do that. They just kind of like do their own thing. So is it a uh, is there going to be a new season or is this a continuation or uh, it's a continuation? It take picks up right after the end of the first season. Okay, and then season two season two be... is going to pick up right at the end of the sweet movie, um, which is pretty cool. And I thought it worked really well actually. Um, Trying to envision it as like a whatever like twelve episode arc mm-hmm. just seemed kind of weird. Yeah, I bet. Um, because it worked really well as a movie, actually. Um, especially like the the final like twenty minutes. I don't really know how that would have worked. Um, but it was really cool. The animation just well, unreal. The, the show alone was already people yeah. pointed at it and was like, "Wow, the animation!" The animation so, with the movie budget, I can only imagine because mm-hmm. it's from. Uh, UFO table, I think that's how you say it. Um, they're like one of, like the most prestigious hmm. animation studios. Um, but they did it, and I mean the whole every single frame is just absolutely gorgeous. It looks so good, especially yeah. in the theater on the big screen. Right, right. right. Um, and is that the only way you could have seen it? Was going to the theater? Yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could like pirate it sure. somewhere, but have someone it's on not their the same. smartphone just recording uh, it. But it, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I see a lot of <clears throat> people. I just that like their main complaint is that the movie's not like 
uh, accessible to like new people, like someone, like someone will just be like, I watched this movie. It didn't make any sense. I didn't get it. Hmm. Seems a little weird. And I was like, well, there's 26 episodes of television. Yeah. That seems like a weird complaint. So, but I, anyway, those people are weird, but yeah. if you did see the show, then everything's really cool and it makes sense. Um, I think the first half is not boring, but kind of slower. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like building up like everything that's happening on the train. It introduces you to a new character, Rengoku, who is really cool. Um, I'm sure he's going to be a fan favorite. Um, but and then it just kind of builds his character up a little bit. And then it kind of gets like some mind games stuff. Should I spoil? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. If anyone else cares, I'm going to spoil. Oh, okay. What? Well, just because. Sorry, that's next episode stuff. But we'll get into that later. Okay. So, um, basically they're on the train or whatever and there's people like disappear on the train. So they're like, we need to go to the train to try to get the demon that's making the people disappear and slay it. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, okay. And that's when they team with Rengoku, who's a Hashira, which is like top of the line. There's only like 12 something Hashiras in the whole world. Gotcha. Um, and he's like just super like exuberant guys. Always like, ah, yes, I will teach you everything you need to know. I'm super great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then they're just kind of doing that, and they end up finding that the main demon that's, like, making all the people disappear, and he puts them all, like, under into, like, sleep and makes them dream, like, basically, like, a perfect dream. Oh, like uh, the uh, the Naruto. Yeah, the infinite Tsukiyomi, Tsukiyomi basically. Yes. Um, and so there's an interesting dynamic where it's, like, showing all of the characters, like, perfect dreams, and, like, some of them are, like, serious, and some of them are, like, just, like, stupid funny. Okay, yeah. Um. But what's the fan service situation looking like? There's no fan service. What? Okay, what kind of film is this then? How could it be making any money? The fan service is the animation. That's stupid. Of the of the boobies. There's no boobies in what? in uh, Demon Slayer. Okay, I, you've lost all of my interest. But continue. Okay. <laughs> um. So anyway, they figure that out and they break out of their dreams or whatever, and they fight the one demon. Uh, that's he's like fused himself with the train and then um, the one part of the animation that was kind of weird is I don't know how they would have done it any other way but mm. they use CGI for um, like these weird like tentacle things that he uses to like envelop the whole train mm. and it just looks kind of wonky yeah. but I mean small complaint I mean I don't, there's nothing you can really do it sounds like you needed uh, Saban for that problem Saban. that's some that's a FF6 joke Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then I was really confused because I was like, oh, I thought the whole movie, because eventually the train like crashes at the end of their sure. fight and like just crashes and stops. And I was like, oh, okay. And it didn't feel like we've been watching for that long, maybe like an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, I thought the movie was like going to be on the train the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as they're like saving all the people from the train or whatever, one of the upper three uh, demons comes down and there's like a rank I think there's like 12 like upper ranked demons mm-hmm. and he's number 3 so he's really strong and he just kind of like shows up and he's like I want to fight you mm-hmm. and then Rengoku's like the fire in my heart will not go out yeah. I will fight you and he's like you're really strong you should become a demon so we can fight forever and he's like I'll never become a demon Phew. I won't do that and then they have like the craziest 
fight and it goes on for what feels like 25 minutes of them literally just fighting so as someone who doesn't really know anything about demon slayer is it what's the fighting is it like people fighting or is it like magic fighting uh kind of both but not really that's a terrific answer let me explain (laughs) so the demons have like magic Mm kind of they have it's called like demon blood art so they use like whatever they want to use and then the people they have like samurai swords these very specific samurai swords that get built from like very special substance whatever mm-hmm. but then they have these things called breathing techniques that they can like they like breathe in a certain way on. and they can like do special attacks so like the main character tanjiro has like water special attacks like okay. breathing water form or whatever our dude rengoku has fire so he's got like the fire breathing form and he does all these cool fire moves or whatever so then they fight for like really long time and unfortunately, it ends in Rengoku's demise. Damn. And he dies very emotional death. I actually teared up a little bit. Did he get to turn into a monkey at least? A monkey? Yeah, and then go Super Saiyan or whatever? No. Okay. He gets a whole arm right through his chest. Hmm. Um, he almost kills the the demon. He gets The only way to kill demons is to cut their head off. Okay. And he gets his head like halfway chopped off. But it's too late. Hmm. And then the demon runs away. And Tanjiro, our main character, is obviously very upset. And he throws his sword at the demon and he loses it. Wow. It's funny because like at the towards the end of the first season, he loses his first sword because mm-hmm. he breaks it. Okay. And then in this one, he just like Gets throws it. it. Yeah. And I was like, bro, you're losing your sword all the time. So and we'll probably have to make a new one. And that's where the next season's gonna pick up. Uh yeah, he just dies and they're like, oh, this is so sad. Hmm. And then, like, the crow tells all the other Hashira that he died, and they're all like, oh, oh Bran, there's yeah. no way. Rengoku was super strong, and he couldn't even defeat an upper-ranked demon? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, but I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Seems good. Um, another thing that I watched was Snowpiercer. If you don't remember, I spoke of Snowpiercer. This was, like, basically right when we were starting the show. Yep. Um, I talked about the first season. The season two came out recently, and I just kind of waited for all the episodes to be out, and then I just kind of binged it all instead of watching it weekly. Um, and I have to say, is in season two is an extreme upgrade. Nice to season one, which I don't know if I like wasn't expecting it, but I was just kind of like surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, the main takeaway from season two is that Sean Bean is the greatest human being. Mm-hmm. Um, how does he, he die? He gets his head chopped off. Okay, like good. That's dark. Um, he plays Mr. Wilford, um, who shows up at the end of season one. Remember his train like mm. attaches to the other yeah. train or whatever. Um, so he's like the leader of that train. He's the guy that built Snowpiercer in the first place. Um, and he is just hamming it up in like every single scene he. You can just tell that he's having, like, the time of his life playing yeah. this role. And he's really good. Like, I was actually really surprised. Um, you really hate him. He's, like, a total, like, sadistic, psychotic freako. Mm. Um, um, and he just plays it wonderfully. If it was anybody else, I don't even know if it would work at all. But he really just brings it to another level. And then there's, like, just this really interesting dynamic between, like, now, like, this whole other world basically is attached to, like, what is left of the yeah. entire planet. And then you have, like, all these different, like, politics issues and, like, tension and stuff. And it's really interesting. And Wilford's, like, hatching this plan to try to, like, 
take back his train, which is rightfully his. I mean, like, I guess, because yeah, he built sure. it. Because you find out, like, halfway through the season um, of how he lost the train in the first place because uh, one of the main characters, um, Mel, Melanie, played by Jennifer Connelly, you get, like, some flashbacks as to how it all went down, like, right at the beginning of when Snowpiercer was leaving. So, like, the earth was freezing over. Everyone was trying to get on Snowpiercer. That's cool. And her daughter, like, couldn't get on. So she's like, oh, man. And he's like, oh, I'll go find her. And, like, they find her, and they're like, man, we have to leave now, or, like, people are going to start, like, killing each other. Mm -hmm. And she was like, man, I have to leave my daughter behind. And then they leave, or whatever, and they leave Mr. Wilford and his daughter behind. And he's like, you bastard. Hmm. He makes it. Can't be too mad. Um, Yeah, right, I guess. (laughs) Um, But the main thing that happens this season is they find out that the Earth is possibly beginning to return to its former state. That's interesting. Um, Because it's like negative 120 Celsius, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. And they find that, like, it's actually, like, snowing at, like, one point. And she's like, I saw it was snowing. They're like, it's impossible. It can't snow. It's too cold or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Melanie goes on this, like, mission. She literally jumps off the train, and uh, she has to go find this, like, station or whatever to, like, try to, like, hook up these, like, satellites that they're launching into the sky to, like, collect weather data. Okay. So she does that or whatever, and then the plan is for her to do that, and then they loop back around and then pick her up, and mm-hmm. then they can, like, get all the data from the train all the time. And Mr. Wilford is like, what? No. I hate Melanie. I'm not going to loop back around for her, but they're like, it's okay because you don't own Snowpiercer anymore. It's to the people. And he was like, no. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he hatches a plan to sabotage Snowpiercer and... The only person that can fix it is him. Mm. And then everyone on the train is like, oh, Mr. Wilford, our savior. And he's like, yeah, Mr. Wilford, what's up, man? Mm. I'm the best. Um, And then the season ends, basically, with they loop back around for Melanie. But Mr. Wilford thwarts their plan, and they don't pick her up, and she just dies. Aww. Uh, You know, frozen. But she uses the last of her, like heating like things that she has in the station to keep the data like heated up so mm-hmm. it doesn't freeze so eventually they like blow like the first like 11 cars of the train off from the rest of the train so that they loop around they get the data mm-hmm. but now wilford has like the rest of the like 1000 cars yeah. and they're in this little like our our heroes are in like the little 11 train car mm-hmm. and they have all the data for how the earth is beginning to heal itself and then the season just kind of ends. Hmm. And so the next one will be, they'll be trying to hook back up somehow. Mr. Wilford has total control of Snowpiercer, basically. Hmm. Um, really interesting. But I very much enjoyed season two of Snowpiercer. It was actually really good. Cool. Because I was kind of iffy on this season. Because the first right, season was kind of like, eh, and I was like, if season two is like the same, You're ready I probably about, might yeah. just drop it. But it was actually really good. So I'm going to keep it going. Um, if Sean Bean is still in the show, I will watch it. There we That's go. what I will say. Um, and then another thing that both of us watched was uh, Invincible. It just yeah, all finished. Eight episodes. Yeah, just finished. Yeah, Friday. like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, what do you think of Invincible? Invincible's it was pretty good, but uh, I don't know. I have a weird feeling that this. Sh- so okay. His dad kills the Guardians of the Globe in the first episode. Omni-Man. Yeah, Omni-Man. And then you have, like, seven episodes of him just kind of, like, doing whatever. 
then he confronts him in the final episode. He's like, oh, I killed all those people. And like, why? And they fight and he gets absolutely destroyed. But his dad doesn't kill him. And he just flies away. And that's like a big deal. It's like, wow, that's kind of weird. That's never happened. Right. So I guess I'm just... The part of the show that I feel invested in, I feel like isn't going to come back until the end of the show. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like seasons two and three, which it's been renewed for. Right. Yeah. So um, are going to be nothing with Viltrumites or Omni-Man. It's just going to be like other threats. And then for the final season, it's going to be, oh, look, the Viltrumites right. back. I don't know if that's true, but that's just the feeling I get. Because okay. if he just came back with all the others, like, what are they going to do? <laughs> Right, yeah, they'll have to get wiped. Yeah, so it's got to be something to just fill the time. Mm. I hope the Battle Beast, I think his name, the like lion dude with the hammer. Yeah, he was cool. I like him. I want him to come back. He for sure will. He'll yeah. throw, oh, throw he's got some more. Maybe he'll make a face turn. Who knows? That would be interesting. That'd be sweet. Uh, well, because he's more of just like a, he just likes to fight. He he'd lo- he'd to love to fight, fight man. man. Yeah. He'd be like, this is great. So... Yeah, he'll probably get his head smashed in in about five seconds. Nah, not Battle Beast. <laughs> Battle Beast is cool. Got a hammer. Right. Hey, if that Wonder War Woman, you know, stood up for a little bit, Battle Beast was totally stronger than her. Did she stand up for a little bit? I think she was just like, uh, and then he was like, I'm going to turn got a your head this in. way. She got a few hits in. Who did do the best against him in the fight? Red Rush? Probably, yeah. Probably Red Rush. Because he's just so fast, but if you get caught once, you're done. That's the thing. And he got caught. Yeah. Hmm. The Martian guy. You know who did the worst? The green lady, who was probably, like, the most powerful in that situation, and she didn't do anything. She got the hand through the face. Pissed me off so bad. I was like, literally, your ability is to not be hurt. (laughs) And that's... Hey, man. What are you going to do? I mean, I don't know what she could have done, actually, unless she literally just, like, held him and just went invisible and made him invisible forever. You know, I don't know what else she could have done, really. Hmm. I don't think pushing him into the sun would have killed him, probably. He's pretty strong. Probably not. We. It's definitely a thing where it's... The extent of his power is a little bit unclear to me. Like, he's obviously very strong, but, like, he shakes off, like, missiles, like, absolutely nothing. But the Guardians of the Globe did, like, almost win, you know? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. He was they, he was beat up. Yeah, but if they would have had, like, two more people, he might have not recovered, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he's definitely a threat that can – he's not totally unstoppable. He definitely can be beaten. Right. And that giant monster, like, near the end of the season. The said giant... that – yeah, we didn't get to see the fight, but they said that it had yeah. him on the ropes. And then – so, you know. And yeah. then his son, like – Got some a few good hits. Got I guess. a few <laughs> good hits, but not really. Um, man, that final fight was pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, just I don't know if I've ever seen anything so like ridiculously gory. Yeah, like animated, like before when he holds him in front of the train, mm-hmm. and he just goes through the train and kills like however many people. Yeah, and he's like, look. That was, like, unreal. Yeah. I was like, what? Because, like, I mean, I've seen plenty of animated things that are, mm. like, nasty and gory, but that was, like, pretty intense. That was pretty bad. Um, You're just shaking it off. <laughs> I, I feel like, like, yeah, it's whatever. I feel like I've seen worse. Where? In Japan. What, though? 
I'm trying to think. Like, Helsing can get kind of bad, but, like, really not. Well, no, really. it's not. But it's not from, you know, it's just, like, random videos. People are like, oh, look at this animation I did. And then you're just like, oh, why did you spend so much time doing that? Oh. <laughs> you're like, okay. Um, yeah. So, my, I guess my feeling taking away from it was that's obviously my biggest pull in the show right now. And I I hope it doesn't take, like, a back seat. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, because, like, they do that, like, montage at the end where it, like, shows all the like other things like yeah. those weird like it's like we bide our time creatures. and i was like yeah. is this seasons two three four and five i was like that's not very interesting to me yeah unless the idea is turning everybody against the viltrumites and you know there's conflicts but by the end of it they yeah. fight against the empire that is them because they control so much you know that would make sense hmm. i'd be down for that i don't know we'll see no, though i don't know either um but overall do you enjoy invincible yeah it's a pretty good show i don't like amber kind of sucks this girlfriend yeah she was kind of annoying yeah I, I i feel like i got what they were trying to do with her character but it just didn't work william's cool i guess his mom's whatever i like adam eve yeah she's cool monster girl's kind of neat just the idea her of the power is terrible what a terrible thing what do you mean so she turns into the monster yeah that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. But when she's in the monster, she gets, when she turns back, she'll like be younger. Yeah. But it's like not a good trade off. It's mean? like that one. Cause I, I remember that. that one time or like, like, I mean like the time difference is like not a good trade off. Cause okay. I remember like one time she was the monster for maybe like 10 minutes and she was like, now I'm two weeks younger. Oh no, that's not, that's not what I got from that. It's, because she did the training, and then she also fought Rex. So that was two times that she transformed, so it's two weeks, remember? So I think that's the senior. She transforms about. one time, and that's one week? Yeah, but she can be that form for, like, weeks, hmm. I assume. I don't know. Either way. Because she just said each time I use my powers, I get a week younger. So I assume it's transformed, that's a week. That sucks, though. She can, like, never really age unless she just doesn't use her power ever. Which is great. That's fine. I don't see a problem with that. But okay. also, but she uses it being too much, part then of she a, just becomes baby. Right. That seems weird because being part of this global task force to, that assesses every threat yeah. seems like a bad for that team specifically. I kind of hope that happens now that she just uses the power so much she becomes like a little baby. Yeah. But what happens? And then she just uses it again and she just becomes atoms. Right. Like what happens if she uses it after that too? And she just becomes a sperm cell. And after that, she does it, it as a sperm cell. It goes back into the balls. And in the balls, she does it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor yeah. dude. I don't know. I don't think it goes back that far, but it's an interesting, you know, thing. I wouldn't want. We have Duplicate, like who doesn't seem that strong to me. Don't know how she made it on the final team, but is, yeah, is it that strong? She can only turn to like so far. We've only seen her turn to like eight people. I think she just kind of. If she got like a thousand, I'd be like, okay, just that's interesting. Maybe she could do a thousand. I don't know. Maybe she just hasn't, I guess. Rex also seems not very strong. Yeah, I don't really. He's like kind of like, man, he's kind of annoying. Really, it's Adam Eve who seems like. She's like she's OP. Got, yeah, she's got like just psychic everything. She can. Wanda Maximoff yeah, powers. She's yeah. like, I can turn atoms into to anything. anything that I want. That That is Scarlet Witch's power, isn't it? So yeah, she's yeah. just Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, um, so that, that's. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, she, yeah, she's basically the whole team. All I'm saying is Battle Beast. Okay, that's all I got. Battle Beast. Ooh, Battle Beast, favorite character. When he slams them and then he just lets the blood just 
Shower on his face? Like, yes. I was like, Battle Beast. Fight. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, that continues. And I guess I'll, we'll just go straight into my week then. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. Sweet. I watched a movie from 2019 called Black Christmas. Don't ask why. Um, why? <laughs> I said don't ask that. I'm asking. Because I can't say on air. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> It was bad. It wasn't very good because it's the original one that was, you know, the the Christmas story dude. And that one's great. And there's like a 2009 remake, which I haven't seen, but I've been told is bad. And then there's this one, which shouldn't even be called Black Christmas because it's not at all the same movie. Because Black Christmas is a bunch of sorority girls get like murdered by a dude. Right. That's right. the movie. And this is a bunch of sorority girls get murdered by a bunch of fraternity guys, which is kind of similar, but not really. Because in this, it's not a psychopath, it's like a cult. And they all worship this old statue of the founder of the college, and they get possessed, and they have to kill. And the ladies fight back. I think it just would have stood better if it was its own movie, and I didn't come in with these ideas of what the movie was going to be. And then it just says, oh, this is basically none of that, you know? Okay. Because in the original Black Christmas, there's like a mystery. Like, oh, who's the murderer? In this one, it's like, look, here's all of the murderers standing in a room. And it's oh, just okay. like, oh, yeah. all right. It's got its own charms, but overall, just not. If you watch that's own thing, it'd be a much more rewarding experience. But basically, just probably avoid it, eh. I'd say. No Black Christmas. I'd also watched, because it was leaving Shudder on Friday, so I had to. I watched The Devils from 1971. Nice. And it was also a book from Aldous Huxley, which I haven't read yet, The Devils of Loudon. Um, but I'm, I've been meaning to. But I saw the movie first. Anyway, The Devils is about this guy, Grandier. Super cool dude. Sort of. He, uh, he's a priest, but he's kind of... He's not that great of a dude. He's a little lustful. You know, he sleeps around a little bit, which you're not supposed to do. Okay. Eventually, he finds a woman that he's so in love with that he's like you know what let's get married screw it whatever who cares and uh that makes this one nun super mad because she was in love with him and so she decides to basically accuse him of witchcraft practicing black magic and uh there's some people in power who are like you know i never really liked this grandier guy why don't we just kind of go with this and try to you know get the church kind of away from us or whatever and so they do that. It's a whole big thing of him being accused of possessing this whole group of nuns. The nuns get naked and they dance around and there's gross stuff happening everywhere. Cool. And they're like, look, see, he's evil, blah, 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 blah. But obviously there's no real evidence and it's just a witch hunt. And uh, the people end up, you know, deciding, oh, we need the justice. So we need to burn him at the stake. And so they do. And then the movie ends. And uh, this movie, one of the reasons why it interested me was because I had known of its its uh, legacy, kind of, as it's supposed to be a very, very controversial film at the time it was released, um, which apparently was kind of Ken Russell, I believe, his like forte, I think, was making kind of challenging films. Uh, but by today's standards, there's nothing really that crazy in here. There's naked women dancing around and sticking their tongues out. and Nice. There's, like, masturbation and stuff like that. And there's, like, dead bodies from the plague and everything. But nothing that I was like, oh. But for 1971, I guess, sure. 
And I guess because it was very critical of like the church. And it was like, oh, look, the Pope might not be a good person. Well, not the Pope, but the people in power. Anyway, the whole movie was basically just about people in power leveraging faith to, well, either attain power or keep their power. You know, it was just okay. using faith as a tool f for your own means, you know. Mm. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I liked it. I liked the performances a lot. The 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 sets were incredible. It was a lot of stark, stark white buildings and stuff like that. Very, very neat. A lot of just interesting looking actors. Okay. I was like, that person just has like a funny face that I just like looking at, you know? Huh. Um, the nun has like a hunchback and is like a psychopath. It's it's an odd performance, but I, I dug it. And uh, the final shot of this film was also just like very, very cool. Um, and the whole film also seems to revolve around the idea of pride as well. Cause there's just a lot of pride symbology going on, you know, and uh, I'd recommend it. Don't know where you can watch it anymore. Cause it's gone <laughs> and it's a notoriously hard to watch film. But if you ever get the chance, go ahead and check out the devils the devils. Yeah. Critically at the time, not very well received, but people have kind of come around on it now. Hmm. I also played a video game, okay, which I don't talk about too often, but I thought I should shout this one out because it actually came out 2019. But recently, as in March, it came out with an update where it was entirely voiced. It used to have just a few voice actors, but now the whole game is completely voiced. So that was like oh, a big okay. change. And uh, it's called Disco Elysium. And what this game is about is you play a police officer and kind of a... Not a fictional, as in, like, there's magic everywhere, but it's just not Earth. It's just a new society, you know? Even though there are some magic elements, but I won't get into that. You play in a, you're in a place called Revachal. It's, like, the country or whatever. Specifically, you're a city in Martinez, I think. I don't know. There's a lot of information in this game. Okay. It's, a, it's a, like, a... What do you call it? Not third person, but the bird's eye kind of view. Isometric. So you're kind of, like, up here, looking down at the ground. Okay. You're a detective and you wake up in a hotel room. The place is trashed. You're like naked and you're like, I don't know who I am. And so the whole game is find out who you are and also solve the murder case that you were sent here to do before you got drunk and lost your memory. Okay. So basically you're playing this scumbag before this thing and you can choose where you want to go. Do you want to stay a scumbag and take meth and punch children? Or do you want to apologize and try to make things right? Nah. Whatever. You, you can go any way you want with it. I think I ended up being, I went sober, cold turkey, which af affected some of my stats. They're like, oh, well, you're really tired because you need drugs. Um, but I ended up being a, I wanted to liquidate the ruling class, but I was also like hustler, always on the grind and wanted to be the top 1%. So basically I just had my bases covered. So uh, it's just an interesting dynamic going around this town. Your stats are things like, instead of strength or whatever, it's like uh, uh, logic, you know, like how well you can use logic. Encyclopedia, how much you just know about everyday things, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, reflexes, just how fast you can react to stuff. Um, so it's not like you have a magic stat or anything like that. I played it as kind of like a Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks kind of character. So my... Uh, feelings were kind of the heighted i had a high empathy you know i could really feel what people are feeling and see if they were lying and stuff like that okay and it's just a great game you get a little partner who's like a real cop who's like normal and it's just a very fun foil to be like when you see a little kid 
and he's like, he, he says something to make him angry. So he just shout, shard, starts shouting about how you're going to rape him and running around the town going, this cop's raping me. And it's like, he's got his dick out and he's chasing me. And you're just standing there like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> and I punched him in the face and it worked out for me. Nobody saw. Exactly. Um, and it's just full of encounters like that. And there's no real combat ever. You know, there's, it's just all talking and being a detective. I just thought it was a really refreshing game. Huh. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, and I, I won't get into it further because obviously a mystery game, you know, there's a case to be solved. But I, I thought it ended pretty well, and uh, I was I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. I mean, I really just blew through it. It was the game I played, and I didn't play any other games. I was just like, if I'm going to play a game, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to beat it. And, I, and I'd highly recommend it. Interesting. I watched one more movie. It was called Mortal Kombat. Never heard of it. Brand spanking new, basically. It's on HBO Max, guys. And have you seen any discourse around it or anything? Uh, I haven't seen any discourse. I've just seen it's, what people think about it. It seems but... mostly mixed. Yeah. You know, it seems mostly mixed. And I'd have to agree. Uh, the movie was, was fine. I, I'm speaking as a person who is barely on the surface of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I played a few, but I've never really gotten into them. Yeah, me too. I had it on my Game Boy, I think, as well. It was great. Nice. Game. <laughs> anyway... Uh, my biggest issues with this film is that the main character is, I don't like him. I don't see why he needed to be in it. I get it. It's the, oh, it's the audience thing for people who don't know Mortal Kombat to be the surrogate. And I was like, there's other ways you could have written it to make it the mm-hmm. character. Cole Young, I think is his name. It's like, he didn't need to be Cole. there. Yeah, Cole. I don't dig it. Anyway, you got Jax, you got Sonya, you got... Sub-Zero and Scorpion, obviously. Um, Kano is the big one that everybody seems to really like, and he was pretty good. He was a little quippy, but it worked. Uh, Cabal is there. Goro. And then there's this lady who I literally, I don't know. She must be real, because why would they make up another character? But she's like this weird vampire lady who doesn't even speak. She's just got like big bat wings. No idea. I've never seen that woman in my life. Okay. So she's probably from some weird... It just seems like a weird pull because there's a lot of characters that people like in Mortal Kombat to be one that, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe she's popular. Who knows? I don't know. I I have no idea either. And then the other biggest complaint for me is that the whole movie kind of feels like it's a setup for the second movie uh... because it even ends on like, a we need to find the rest of the warriors. It's like, where do we go? Hollywood. And they're going to find Johnny Cage, who's like a big fan favorite of the franchise. And it like pans to a a poster of him and it's just like okay <laughs> it, it just yeah. all felt like a bunch of waiting for the actual tournament to happen because the mortal Kombat tournament doesn't happen in this one it's like leading up to it um so it just felt like a lot of setup that, that's all i'd have to say about it i'd also say that a lot of the choreography and stuff uh, the fight choreography felt very front and back loaded the middle of the movie was kind of boring the fights but the front and the end was good stuff but the cool stuff was already in the trailers. Cool. So I've seen the movie. Like the the blood ice part, to me, that was like the coolest part of the movie. Yeah, that was sweet. It's the Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight. Of course it is. They probably shouldn't have shown all of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you yeah. going to do? What Gotta are you going to do? the movie, I guess. Mortal Kombat. If you like... See, I don't even know if I can say that. If you like Mortal Kombat, check it out. Because 
maybe knowing more makes you hate it more. Yeah. You know, I'm so surface level that I was like, yeah, it works. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess somebody would have to tell me. No, either. Huh. But we've Um, got Mortal Kombat in the news. Oh, do we? We do. News time, everybody. Welcome. Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero reveals he signed on for four more movies. Joe Taslam's role as Sub-Zero in the new Mortal Kombat movie shocked his family, friends, and fans alike. Wow. So, uh... Wow. Four more movies? Hey, that's four chances at maybe a good video game movie, which still hasn't happened. Yeah, it's like a really solid, everyone agrees, that's yet to occur. But, uh... I would say that I think this franchise could have potential in making a good one. Usually I feel like you'd want to start with the first one, but that's okay. We can we can we can make we can make it better. At it the goes. second at the beginning of the second movie just have Cole Young get shot in the face by Johnny Cage with a shotgun. Okay. And then he goes, "Ha, kick ass." And then he like gets on a skateboard and then he kills Shang Tsung. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know. And then the Miz shows up and he's like, "I wish I was Johnny Cage and not uh I don't know, James Marston or somebody. Ryan Reynolds. Rye Rye. Maybe. But anyway, four more movies. Get the buckle up, kids. Four more movies. Okay. Four more movies. Speaking of four more movies, kind of. We talked about already, but Invincible renewed for seasons two and three at Amazon. Cool. Cool. Rock on. We talked about it. Who knows? We'll see. Do you, uh, assuming that they do put away Omni Man for a while, do you think your attention is going to be held or would that disappoint you? Um, I'd be sad if Omni Man's not like the main focus of season two and three. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I'll still watch. Okay. But I don't know if I'll be as excited unless they like introduce something else that is like really cool. Really cool. Like Battle Beast. Right. Yes. We had a story a uh, while ago. Uh, similar with Prime Video, I think, but Apple must face lawsuit for telling consumers they can buy movies, TV shows. So I'm pretty sure the same exact thing happened to Amazon, where you know their buy button just says buy. Like I bought uh, Mr. Robot season four, right? But if they just take it off their service, I don't. There's no way for me to get it. I can't even download it. You know, right. it's just totally unavailable for me. And uh. Apple contends that no reasonable consumer would believe that purchase content would remain on the iTunes platform indefinitely, which seems super stupid because yeah. the button says buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does buy mean? It means you own it, you know? Um, so that, that that's a really stupid. They have a, apparently had a bunch of you know arguments to try to get out of it, but that, nothing really seems to be sticking for them. But again, this could, seems like it could all be solved by just adding a few more words like buy extended license or something like that, uh-huh. you know, instead of just buy. Obviously, it's a bit more, but come on, because that's the thing that's always bugged me about things going super digital is possession becoming a muddy affair. Because mm. even my digital games, we just had the story of the PlayStation Store closing down its PS3 and PS Vita, which they overturned now. But that would have meant that if you hadn't had those games downloaded, let's say you bought every single game on the PlayStation 3 store, but didn't even have one downloaded, you would have nothing for the tens of thousands, probably dollars that you spent. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really weird area. And I get it because it is obviously in the case of this, there's like different publishers and everything. And also it costs money to keep things up to be downloaded. 
it's just uh, something that I think we're going to have to figure out at some point moving on to the feature as things become more and more digital. Do you have yeah. any thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's an interesting problem that we're faced mm. with. It's new. It's totally new. Uh, yeah. Even 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been something that we yeah, could talk about. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a problem. I, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens with great interest. We will be watching. Oh, wow. (laughs) Disney must pay. Disney must pay. Authors form task force to fight for missing payments. A coalition of author groups call for Disney to pay outstanding royalties owed to writers of novels and comics, including Star Wars, Alien, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer series it now owns. So basically, when Disney bought everything, they also stopped paying royalties to the people who were being paid royalties before, I guess because of some kind of change of ownership i don't know how it works but i still think these people should get paid oh yeah they shouldn't stop getting paid just because it changed hands you know that, that i don't think that's how exactly. royalty should work so this is a whole big thing um that uh all these people are coming to get it's not like disney doesn't have the money <laughs> right yeah what the heck? i read something i want to say it was about nintendo and basically uh, a representative from nintendo said we could lose millions of dollars every year for 30 years and still be perfectly fine (laughs) and i was like wow that's nintendo nice imagine the kind of hemorrhaging of money these bigger yeah what the corporations could do anyway they just continue to fail upwards i guess at at a certain point you just can't fail anymore i hope this this gets through with them i mean honestly it seems like an easy way to gain favor if you were disney yeah. Like, oh, look, we're the good guys. We paid the royalties, but I don't know if enough people know about it for them to see it that way. Huh? But who knows? People deserve to get paid for the work that they do. For sure. That's all I gotta say. Wish someone would pay me for my work on the Stagler. What the heck? This is a very interesting story. <laughs> I heard about this. Citizen Kane. You just watched it. You just watched Citizen Kane for the first time ever. Yeah, like a probably a couple months now. Oh, it wasn't a couple months. Yeah, well, it had to be. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I forget how long our episodes are between each other. Anyway, it it was when you watched it at a 100% Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh rating. Man, that just prestigious. Just, I mean, it's the highest honor. Mm-hmm. But now it no longer is because a very old review resurfaced and it bumped it down to a, I don't know, some, not 100%. Probably 99.9% now. So Paddington 2... Paddington 2 is now the superior movie to Citizen Kane. Well, I I thought everyone knew that already. Well, right. But, I mean, now it's, you know, you can't even argue it because Rotten Tomatoes says so. That's true. Interesting. And also, did Paddington 2 win any Oscars? It probably won all of them. It maybe won production or something. Or, uh, like, effects. Let me figure this out. Because Paddington was pretty cute. Because it's funny, because Mank... It was a big thing because Mank won two Oscars, mm-hmm. and Citizen Kane has only won one Oscar. So, so every twice won, as much. So it's won double the amount of Oscars as uh, Citizen Kane has. So like. So let's see if Paddington Two let's is see if Paddington more than two Citizen is Kane. Even better than Citizen Kane and Mank. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it no, it wasn't even nominated for any Oscars. Damn, so it's terrible. What a shame. Got a couple of BAFTA nominees, but that's it. BAFTAs are pretty cool, though. Uh, well, here's the thing. 
I just kind of wanted to bring this up. I'm sure we've mentioned it at least in passing before, but Rotten Tomatoes is not a bad review system. People just have made it a bad review system. Because seeing the information of, oh, 100% of people liked it positively, you know, is an interesting piece of data, you know, but people take it as like, oh, it's 80%. This movie must suck. You know, people just mm. misconstrued the information that makes me hate Rotten Tomatoes now. And I hate, biggest pet peeve is seeing it on movie covers. Yeah. It's like, oh, my this God. movie was certified fresh. That stupid tomato. Yep. It makes me mad every single time. I will search out a version that does not have it on it because I hate, I hate it. Certified fresh. It Fuck was off. certified fresh, man. Fuck off. Citizen Kane, still certified fresh. It's not 100% fresh. Eventually, it might be able to be certified stinky. Maybe. We just got to keep reviewing Rotten. this game poorly. Bo Burnham, Inside, comedy special, will bow on Netflix. So, Bo Burnham, you know, he was doing eighth grade, and then he did Promising Young Woman. He was acting in that. Um, and now he's got a new special. He said, hi, I made a new special. He tweeted that on Wednesday. It was filmed by me alone, without a crew or an audience, over the course of the past year. It is almost finished. I hope you like it. Interesting. No, I'm not a big fan of uh, just, like, stand-up comedy in general, so. Well, he's a musical stand-up comedy man. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like almost when you make it music, it becomes more, like, rewatchable because it's like a song as well. So if you just like the song, you can listen to it. Okay. But I don't know if stand-up is something that you can listen to over and over like very often Hmm. maybe you can if it's some joke that like just really gets to you but generally if if a comedian has a special or something that people find funny i see like screen caps of it and i get tired of the joke like by the third time i see it Hmm. and it gets really grating john mulaney really really grating so you have no opinion at all about you just your stance is i hate stand-up comedy I've just never been a fan of it. People always like. Tell well, me usually time, funny like, people like stand up. They're like, I think I'm a funny person. <laughs> I know, funny looking. Yeah. I don't know. They're like, watch the Dave Chappelle thing. Well, I'm I think like, I'm not, no. You probably just haven't found a comedian that you really like, because uh, obviously a lot of the mainstream comedians might not gel with you because I, I feel like you don't share too many mainstream. You're not. You know, you're a little offbeat when it comes to... I'm different. You're just built different. I'm just built different. <laughs> built different. But yeah, you, I think you maybe just haven't given it a chance to find someone that you... Has a, a, a certain comedy that you really like. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. How many stand-up specials have you watched? Not right, that, exactly. Not that many. <laughs> yeah, like two? <laughs> Only the ones I'm forced to watch. Who's forcing you? People. Hmm. I hate people. Yeah. You know what I don't hate, I think? Castlevania. Have you seen that? I saw the first season. But there's more than one. There's three, I guess, maybe? But there's going to be four. It's going to end with season four. Nice. As Netflix eyes, new series in the same universe. Oh, interesting. So it's ten episodes, fourth season, premiere May 13th. That's very soon. That is very soon. There's a key art. That looks sweet. I, I honestly have no idea what's really going on in this poster, so I should get back into it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, it was cool enough when I, when I watched it. I liked it. 
It rained blood. That's always neat. Mm -mm. Everyone loves it when it rains blood. Especially Battle Beast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, this would be like the first good like video game TV show, right? Maybe. Because people seem to really like it, and I like the first season. Video game TV. Is there any other like TV show? There's the Mario Brothers TV show. I've never seen that. Okay, it's great. Okay. There's a there was a beautiful Joe anime, I think. Hmm. I don't know. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> that counts. I don't know. But what, anyway, what was first for Pokemon? I don't even know. The card game. I guess. I don't know. Pocket monsters. Hmm. It's gotta be right. No. I don't know. The game was definitely before the show, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Castlevania ends with season four, but that might not be the end of the world, which is neat. Last piece of news here. Fantastic news. Oscar viewership rises to 10.4 million in final numbers. Remains least watched and lowest rated Academy Awards ever. What are you going to do? What do you? How do you feel about? This? Uh, do you, I feel do you like see this was coming? this was as expected. Yeah. Um. It's just like a lot of the movies, like no one has really seen. There's no like big, like movie like Joker, to like get young people excited. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like invigorate the youth. You know, I I thought there were some good movies. In the Oscars this year, but just like compared to like, especially if you look at it like last year, where it's literally Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, mm. Little Women. Yeah. You know, those are all like killers. Pretty big movies that were all really good that a lot of people liked a lot. But th this year, it's it was just kind of like, eh, because I mean, you couldn't go to see movies anywhere. Yeah. So it just kind of like, you know, it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like the way things fell this year. So I'm hoping that next year will probably be better. It will be because Dune's going to come out. But anyway. That's true. And that will win every award. It's going to be the first movie ever to win all 23 Oscars. It's going to win the international short film, short film animated, Short documentary, original screenplay, documentary, original and adapted <laughs> screenplay. Uh, it's gonna do all of it. That's great. My and it's gonna win the staggy. Well, we don't know about that yet. That's a little far. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we can get right into our spotlight now, then, which is talking about the Oscars show itself. Imagine that. Indeed. And the staggies, which is happening right now. We should have got sparklers or something. We should have got a host. We need a. We should have got Jimmy Kimmel. Marilyn will be our host. Hey, Marilyn, what, what do you have to say about our first uh, set of awards here? Welcome to the Staggies. Okay. Um, hmm? in the first category, we're gonna do the best actor in the supporting role. Okay. Thank you, um, Marilyn. Thanks, Marilyn. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the person that won at the Oscars for the best actor in the supporting role was none other than uh, Daniel Kaluuya. 
for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Great win. That's his first win, but probably the, his first of many. I'll be real. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to go on a tear here. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got a career ahead of him for sure. Um, but hmm, in classic Stacky's fashion. Oh, of course. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. Got to. You got to. We loved Daniel Kaluuya. Great performance. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna give it to Paul Racy oh. from Sound of Metal. What a terrific choice. Um, you know, we'd like to thank this Stag Academy for this decision. Uh, yeah. Inside of Metal, he he's the um just a very well supporting role. Like the way that he mm-hmm. worked against Riz Ahmed's character, you know, um, was terrific. And it's the scene that really gets to you is that uh the scene where Ruben. Rizamet's character Great comes sandwich. to him and is like, "Look, uh, terrific." He comes and he's like, "Oh, look, I need some money. I got this implant thing, uh-huh. you know, whatever." And Paul Rossi's character, whose name I forget, was like, "Hey, look, I understand your position, but like, this community isn't really made for that. There's a lot of people who would be like very angry with you for what you've done." Mm-hmm. Done, and uh, it was the decision, which was also like an editing decision, which I really liked where they stayed on Paul's character for like most of that scene, you know, just to see his emotions of the mix of like disappointment and like futility of being like his hands are kind of tied at this point. Um, I thought, I thought he was fantastic. If yeah. they played any clips at the Oscars and he would have won unreal, or if we were playing clips, which we really should look into eventually. Yeah. Um, that would be the scene I would choose right there is that, little confrontation you might say that's the easy choice there and we can talk about the oscar show as well just because we mentioned it uh yeah (laughs) like zero clips yeah steven soderbergh producer what are you thinking man yeah i don't know i mean it seemed like you know he was trying to do something new Mm -hmm. and kind of interesting just because this year was so strange it was a different setting it was only the winners uh in the or not the winners but the nominees Mm -hmm. in the actual venue yeah, like the new place that they mm. usually don't do it. And um I thought the the opening was kind of cool. Um her walking with in. like yeah, all like the titles and stuff. That was film cool. bars the whole time. But then yeah, that was an interesting choice. I guess it just made it look a little less TV. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um one thing that was kind of weird is like I feel like for some people that like aren't as like locked down into this stuff as like me and you are. Mhm would just be like really confused with because even i at points was like really confused when they were presenting awards i like you wouldn't even know until they would just be like the nominees right exactly you're like oh i didn't realize or they would just be like the winner because the way they went about it was just like really strange just kind of like talked yeah and then yeah they like wouldn't play and a lot of them were presented not even on the stage some of them were just standing like standing somewhere um so all that was really strange um but i didn't think it was like terrible overall I thought like some of it worked and some of it was just kind of like, eh, but, um, I definitely prefer like the normal way. Yeah. I really dearly missed the clips. Yeah. The clips was like what <laughs> we had like a few clips for some of the categories. We had like animated but... one got clips. Yeah. Not even actor got clips. But the actors need clips. Yeah. It's show the thing that's like, oh yeah. Show this them is acting. What... This is what they're nominated for. <laughs> yeah. And especially cause you know, some of the, they did it for international. I think they had clips. Um, but if there's any things that I had a blind eye on, I'd like to see 
you know what it got nominated for like an example you know mm. i appreciate them not doing the songs yes the that's songs, great they cut those out they that did it great. in the in the pre-show yeah fantastic it's a great idea it's super um so yeah i, I don't know it's just kind of weird i remember i really liked uh last year's oscars i remember specifically for like the screenplay categories okay. they would have like the screenplay yeah. on the screen mm-hmm. and then they would show a scene with like the actual screenplay like scrolling through so you could see yeah. like the transfer from the page to the screen i thought that was really cool and they did a very lot of cool idea. stuff like that yeah this year they just did the gold foil thing yeah which that was kind of cool yeah but like uh, meh. meh um yeah, that's as far as the show goes, I guess. Um, and then, well, we can well, also I guess talk that... about the order of the awards this year. Yes, right. Um, very strangely, how they... would you end uh, an awards show with all of these categories? What what prize would you end with? The best picture. Oh, okay. Makes I would sense, have done right? best short film. Oh, okay. But best picture, I guess that makes sense. Um, no, this year they decided to end it on best actor, and we'll get to that. When we get to the best actor category, I suppose. Okay, well, we can just do that next. Sure. Um, so for best actor, um, if you didn't watch, they did that last, and everyone just kind of assumed that uh, Chadwick Boseman was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been a cool thing, you know, to switch it up just this one year and then end the show on this, like, emotional high note. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix gets on the stage and you know he's being weird like normal he's like I hate everything about all of this here are the winners and then he's like and the winner is Anthony Hopkins who was not at the Academy Awards and was not at like any of their like stations they had yeah he says Anthony Hopkins I am accepting this award on Anthony Hopkins behalf (laughs) and then the show literally just ended and everyone was just like looking around just like okay what yeah um so that there's already the shock from everyone assuming Chadwick Boseman was gonna win right just doubled with go home (laughs) yeah like oh it's over um that was really strange I can only assume that like they just didn't know that he was not gonna win it's gotta be which is just seems like I mean it was almost I would say it was like 95 percent chance that he was gonna win well apparently somehow they were also like 25 minutes over time as to what was expected, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, honestly, because they don't didn't know. like do anything other yeah, than like, like give out the they awards. cut out the song. I don't know. So I don't know, but but I heard that originally Olivia Coleman was actually supposed to accept the award on Anthony Hopkins' behalf, um, and okay. she was supposed to go up and say a few words um, in his stead. But he released a video later of his acceptance speech right. at his home. Um, I they wouldn't even let him do it over Zoom, so I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It was just really weird, very strange. And it was just kind of like a sucky end, yeah. to like a mediocre night in general. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Questlove tried his best. It's not what you love. Want. <laughs> love. Uh, so yeah, that was weird. It's not what you want, but uh, you know they'll next year just make best best picture last, and this kind of weird crap won't happen. Yeah. Like if that if Anthony Hopkins won like three awards earlier, it still would have been like oh Chadwick Boseman didn't win, but mm-hmm. at least still then the show would get to end on Nomadland winning. And I, it just would be seems like, obvious that no matter what situation, 
have best picture be last i don't care yeah i get what they were going for but it was a big gamble mm-hmm. and obviously it did not pay, not off. pay off even a little um but so anthony hopkins won the oscar but the staggy the staggy maybe this is the staggy it's Marilyn? just Marilyn Monroe is the staggy. So, like, we'll make oh. little Marilyn trophies. Okay. And that's the staggy. I don't know if legally we're allowed to do that with her likeness. But fuck it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Who cares? Um, the staggy is going to go to Chadwick Boseman. We'll put antlers on Marilyn. There we go. And then she'll be the staggy. The staggy. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman wins the Staggy for Best Actor. For Best Actor. Um, Thank you very much. I mean, obvious. It, his last performance and his greatest performance. Yeah, so. You know, so there you go. Rewarding you him. It. Uh, let's move on to actress in a leading role. Just getting the acting ones out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to be rolling through them here. Yeah. Um. So the Oscars went the way of Frances McDormand, which was... Like, the whole category was just basically kind of, like, up in the air. So, yeah. if anyone won, it would have been surprising. I She was actually pretty low on my list, though. But, yeah, low. that was the one where I was like, no, it's either going to be, like, one of these three people. Yeah. And then, like, she won. And I was like, oh, okay. She won. That was her third uh, Oscar for leading role yeah. actress. Damn. Which is pretty pretty prestigious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was funny because... Right before that, they so they did best picture, best actress, then best actor. Yes. So Nomadland wins best picture, and Chloe Zhao gives a speech, and then she hands the mic to Frances McDormand, who just proceeded to howl like a wolf. I understood. I understood that later. Okay, it was a reference to their sound designer who had died. His name was Mark Wolf, I think Mark Wolf something. Oh, okay. So it was an inside kind of thing. Interesting. Um, but I had heard about that. I just didn't happen to recall that his name was Wolf. So okay. it just came off a little odd. Yeah. So in the moment, it was like, what is yes. happening? <laughs> anyway, she goes and sits down. And then the next award gets presented for Best Actress. And she wins. Mm-hmm. And she already just made like a speech. So she literally just like walks up. And I don't even remember what she said. She says like one she makes She makes a Hamlet quote about like your word being your sword. Or your work. Your words being your sword. And she loves words and her work. Thank you. And then she just leaves. Yeah. A very, very short, short speech. Uh, and then it ran funny. into Anthony Hopkins not being there. Joaquin Phoenix being like, fuck this. Then Anthony Hopkins, the end. Yeah. It just wasn't what you want. But that was funny. Yeah. Um. So anyway. The, yeah, the last 10 minutes were just like, what is happening? Yeah, it was just really weird. Um. So congratulations to Frances McDormand for her, her third yeah. Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... The staggies aren't going to roll that way. Mm-mm, no way, Francis. No. We're not going to do that. The staggy is going to go to none other than Vanessa Kirby for performance in Pieces of a Woman. She received basically no love at all yeah. in any of the awards. So you know what? Obviously, nobody's got to see the clip of her at the court being like, nothing's going to be solved here. Right. Yeah. You know? That would have been a good clip to show. It would have been didn't. a good clip. I, Tanya. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? We're going to reward her here. Vanessa Kirby wins the first ever actress, Staggy. That's incredible. That is fantastic. Incredible. I'm sure she is stoked beyond belief. Yeah. She'll be posting on Instagram later today. We'll sure. send her a Staggy in yep. the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone will be unless, receiving Staggies. Yeah. They should all get them unless they're intercepted as bomb threats. 
which happens sometimes. <laughs> but we promise it's just a trophy. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, so, but she was great. She yeah, was fantastic. fantastic performance. Um, and she's young, so she's got a lot in her Plenty future, too. Um, now we go on to actress in a supporting role. Um, Yo Jung Yun won for Minari at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. Expected. She's been winning all the other awards. Yep. She gave a little great speech. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting Brad Pitt and stuff. That was funny. But she did not sniff him. She did not. She did not. She is not a dog. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Staggies, we we uh, we acknowledge this. Um, and the Staggies going to go to Yeo Jung Yun also for a performance in Minari. Nice. Um, I mean, just amazing. Yeah. Um, really great. great. Uh, she deserves it. So, you know. Fantastic. Glenn Close, try again. Glenn Close, you, you and DeButt, that's the she best. She can do DeButt. She can do DeButt. That was part of the show. Maybe that's why they went 25 minutes over. Maybe we were all watching her dance to DeButt for 25 minutes. We just didn't realize. Could have been. Glenn Close and her powers. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to the animated feature film. Um, obviously, Soul won the Oscar, which yeah. was expected. Every mm-hmm. Pixar movie always wins. They have a stranglehold. So, even like no matter what, the Pixar movie will win. The boss baby. <laughs> Um, but the Staggies, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah switch it up a little bit. And it will come probably as a surprise to many people. The Staggy is going to a Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> that Congratulations movie, to Sean the Sheep, That movie is fantastic. There's a part where the bull goes in a china shop. Chef's Classic. Kiss. That was the clip they showed, I think. Yeah, right, because they showed clips for this one. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, Shaun the Sheep Farm again, and it's on Netflix. It's great. Yeah, Do not guys, let people that... dissuade you from watching this great movie. It just won the Staggy, so you now you have to see it. Right, yeah, the Staggy is kind of like you're forced to watch. Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations to Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Fantastic. Uh, uh, I would like to extend an apology to Wolf Walkers. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, now we go on to cinematography. Um, my stylist. My stylist. <laughs> I'm cinnamon. Your stylist. What are we doing the starving games episode? We need to have a spoof movie episode where we do like a bunch of movies like that. We'll like, have to do uh, that soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that at some point. Anyway, that'll be good. That'll be good. Anyway, uh, the Oscars. Uh, Mank won surprisingly. Not uh, to me. Not yeah, you me. guessed it. I really thought that No Man Land was going to win. That so one. did I. <laughs> but I'm glad that Mank won. Yes, very glad. Because it very much deserves it. Great win. And the Staggy is also going to go to Mank. Just full support of Mank for yeah, the Staggy. We're, we're, we're pro Mank podcast. Mm-hmm. We've always been. Um, yeah. Uh, Mank is great. And the cinematography is one of the many great parts. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, we're combining the costume design and makeup and hairstyling categories into one. We call it the CMH. Wow. The CMH Award. Or or wait, the CHM. We call it the CUM Award. I was going to say the CHIM. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess you could call it that other. Or the CUM. The CUM CUM Award. The CUM. Um, The Staggy for the CUM is 
Gonna go to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which also won both Some, of the Sometimes the Oscars get it right. What yeah, can you sometimes say? the Oscars, they know what they're doing. Sometimes they got it. Um, Pinocchio, close second. Pinocchio, the movie <laughs> that doesn't exist, that they're just trying to fool everybody into thinking it did. Right. Because nobody's seen <laughs> Right, I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> it's not real. It's They made the clips for the visual effects, and that's it. They just told people there was a movie. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's move on to uh, Best Director. Um, the Oscar went to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been dominating. Uh, second woman ever to win second woman an Oscar ever. behind Catherine Bigelow, yours truly. Katie B. Um, and then, you know, we just said earlier, the, the, the Oscars, sometimes they get it right. So the Staggy. Uh, we'll have Marilyn present this one, actually. Yeah. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Oh, yeah. Big money. Wow, thank you, Marilyn. That was a beautiful rendition of Happy Birthday, which is now fair use. So I'm not afraid of singing it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, uh, Chloe Zhao wins the staggy for directing yeah fantastic i mean when it, directing non-actors um alongside a seasoned actor who's won oscars like francis mcdormand yeah and having it come off as natural as it did it's an accomplishment of directing and acting uh, at the least mm. you know for show so there you go for show okay let's move on to documentary feature maybe the greatest moment of the night at the oscars the, the definitely one of the most memorable um, so, uh, as I thought, uh, my octopus teacher took home the Oscar. Mm-hmm. As I also thought, what but didn't, gr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't want that yeah. to happen. A great moment. And then, uh, the dude gets up on the stage mm-hmm. and, uh, makes a speech. And at the end of his speech, he said, this is not verbatim, but something right. along the lines of, if a octopus and a man can become friends, then anything is possible. Anything is possible. And that was just, I mean, that's fucking killer. That's a great That line. will live forever. Oh, man. And that uh, already has become a big meme Yeah, uh, from the Oscars uh, last Sunday. And we will, I'm sure we'll keep that going for as long as we can. As long as we can. Um, and then in classic staggy fashion, we have to acknowledge greatness. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if a movie about an octopus can win an Oscar, then anything is possible. Including winning including a staggy. Winning a staggy. Congratulations to my octopus my teacher. My octopus teacher. For winning the staggy for best documentary feature. <laughs> Who's your octopus teacher? Uh, the one from Nemo? Or Dory. The one from Dory. Oh. I was thinking uh, uh, Shark Tale. Oh, yep. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Film editing. Uh, The Academy gave this one to The Sound of Metal. And The Staggy goes too. And The Staggy will also go to The Sound of Metal. Just great job overall editing that film. Yeah. I mean, I already mentioned the editing and the scene where Paul Racy should have won. Exactly. So there you have it. Uh, Moving on to... Uh, international feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh, another round. Basically a shoe in to win. Took the dub at the Oscars. Of course. 
and you know we're big fans of another round here on the staggies big fans of metallica at the staggies so congratulations thomas vinterberg and another round and another team. round for winning the staggy for international feature film good job. job i like to see mads mickelson do a little dance drink a dance, and drink it a beer dance. um yes i've thought about i'm th- thinking about trying it what do you think uh getting drunk uh, just a little bit all the time <laughs> let's let's do it let's do it we'll do the next little did like you that. know I'm already drunk, Cap. That's my secret. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I think it's illegal. Really? No, I think it's against Twitch TOS to be drunk on stream. Mm, interesting. But they don't got to know. Yeah, right? Um, we'll move on to the next category. Original score. Here we go. Now, we did something interesting here. Hmm. So at the Oscars, Soul won for original score, which yeah. is, eh, I would have gave it to Minari out of the nominees but soul one whatever that's cool it's, it's good music <laughs> but here at the staggies we can kind of do whatever we want because yeah. we invented this we make we the did. rules we did um, we own 50 percent each of us and so we're going to do you want the stag or do you want the geese which half do you own i want the stag okay i got geese geese nuts <laughs> <laughs> um so something very special we're gonna do here is you know we don't have to award a staggy to something that was nominated for an oscar we can award anything we want yeah so what we're gonna do is the the great film tenet tenet which just dropped on hbo max amazing actually time to rewatch. yeah with subtitles (laughs) yes please um we're gonna give the original score staggy to tenet because number one it's crazy it wasn't nominated in the first place it's pretty it's pretty banging because the score is banging in that yeah um if you ever just like get up on spotify and go to the tenant original motion picture soundtrack and listen to freeport is that the good one that's the one mm. um so i don't know tenant congratulations and congratulations, also let tenet. me just say if the staggies existed like however many years ago like seven years ago Interstellar would have won also because that was one of the biggest travesties yeah. ever is when Interstellar lost. And also yeah. The Shape of Water would not have won. <laughs> who did that? Who did Shape of Water beat? That's we were just Phantom so Thread. Mad. Yes. Phantom <laughs> Thread wins a Staggy. Yes. Congratulations to Phantom Thread for winning the Staggy for best original Retroactive Staggies. Um, because that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, anyway, fantastic stuff. Uh, we're going to move on to... Uh, production design here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mank won at the Oscars. Great, Great fantastic. Job, I mean, just incredible mm-hmm. job from everyone there. The Staggies, we're going to be switching it up a little bit here. Switching it up just a tiny bit. Uh, we're going to be giving the Staggy to the father. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's just a flat. It's just a flat. Yeah, it's not even around. Explain to them what makes the father so great. Well, listen, the father is a story about a man struggling with his dementia. So using the production design, not only as the setting for the film, but also a way of telling the story in and of itself is uh, an accomplishment, I believe. You know, just having mm-hmm. the actual setting of the film tell you things about what's happening, you know, other than they're in a flat. You know, just building on that an extra level and uh, as he degrades further and further through his, his dementia and Alzheimer's, 
um, you see it reflected in his surroundings and it's just you, you keep up with what's going on and it's like wow this is a, a another dimension of the storytelling that's completely nonverbal you know mm-hmm. so there you have it congratulations <clears throat> to the father for winning the staggy for best production design um, I do want to say I yeah. forgot to note earlier sure that we are not including I already said that where you combined costume mm-hmm. design and makeup but we're cool. also get we just are xing out original song the Screw worst it. category ever <laughs> hate it and we're also um, xing out all of the short films so documentary short animated short live action short we love Although those we should mention that we have now seen all of the live action and animated short films which we hadn't that is true the show um, nothing to say about them I thought yeah. the the I don't know if you can read it but it was the French one you know that was super genius su- Los. yeah C- yeah that one was very interesting uh-huh. and we also really liked uh, opera opera was very good Th- those were both very very cool but uh yeah we're not talking about those ones yes. for the staggies yeah um next up for the staggies we're going to do the sound category the sound mm-hmm. category just this year the first year they combined them from it used to be sound mixing and sound editing now it's just sound um you know that's fine that's fine um, uh, the Oscars gave it to Sound of Metal. Obviously, yeah. The Staggies we're gonna follow. In no foot. choice, really. I mean, just watch Sound of Metal, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Or just read the title. Exactly. <laughs> um, now we're getting on to visual effects. Now, Tenet won at the Oscars. Gr- yeah. Big win for Tenet. Good, yeah. Good for you, Chrissy. Boy. Um, for best visual effects. But we spoke of this film last week on mm-hmm. the Stagler, and we're gonna have to give the Staggies to uh or the Staggy for best visual effects to the Midnight Sky. The Midnight Sky by George Clooney. Um, I mean, also it's on a space, right? Alternate title. It's just a very very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend. Yeah, you'd think they just shot on location. That's what I'm saying. That, that's all there is to it, really. <laughs> just don't look too closely at the suits. And you're good. Yeah, and then you're chilling. <laughs> you're great. Um, we're going to do adapted screenplay now. Okay. Now, at the Oscars, uh, I think this was like the first one they – this was like the first thing they did at the Oscars was adapted screenplay. Am I wrong? Hmm. I don't remember. It was early, though. Yeah, it was like real early, if not the first one. They gave it to the father. Yeah. Um, Which, great choice because guess what? The Staggy for best adapted screenplay – also goes to the father. Oh man, um, just really solid stuff overall. Just this, obviously, the story itself is great, um, and just the viewpoint is so special and important. Mm-hmm. But the idea of putting this in the adapted screenplay category as an adaptation, it is a feat of taking it from the stage to the screen, right? And making it such a, a clear and smooth transition. Mm-hmm. You know, it you might think either it'd come first, you know? Right. Um, so as an adaptation, it was just a real accomplishment, which is, you know, why wins for the staggy. Heck yeah. Congratulations. Um, now for our second to last category, we're doing original screenplay. Well, we have some extra yeah, yeah. staggies that we'll get. Should to we later. go through the ones that are X just to say who won the, uh, the Oscar, like the live action and stuff. Live action was two distant strangers, short film. Right. Yes. Um, the animated was If Anything Happens, I Love You. Right. And then the documentary... Colette. Was Colette, which was interesting, I thought. Yeah, that, that was one that I wasn't expecting. An original song was... No, you know, no. 
do don't don't even say it. The other ones I like. Okay. No original song will be spoken about. Who knows who won? Who knows what who category? Won I don't know. For original screenplay, um, it went to Promising Young Woman mm-hmm. at the Oscars, as expected. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Whatever. The Staggies were really, <laughs> really, really going crazy. Going this crazy. One. Um, the Staggy for best original screenplay goes to a film called Black Bear. Black Congratulations Bear. to Black Bear for winning Black a Staggy. Bear, what a crazy win. Who's seen it coming? Um, Black if, Bear. If you've been a fan of the show for a while, I'm sure you heard yeah. Justin talk about, about Black Bear. I don't know when. It was a while ago, though. Quite a long time. But Black Bear, guys, you're literally watching a screenplay be written. That's cool. That's interesting. That's a... It's unique, you know? It's original. It's original screenplay. Wow. But yeah, guys, that goes to Black Bear. Uh, obviously, we're the real deal here because who else is, you know, yeah. giving out these accolades on this this prestigious level, mm-hmm. you know? So there you have it, guys. Congratulations, Black Bear, for winning the Staggy. Damn. Um, Incredible. Now, let's move on to Best Picture. Obviously, I said it a couple times already. Mm. Uh, Nomadland won Best Picture. That was pretty Oscars, obvious. Yep. Um, me personally, I, I, I really tried to make the push for the vast of night to win the staggy this mm-hmm. year, Yeah, but Justin wins, wasn't hearing it. No. Um, so we're, we're gonna, we came to a consensus and we're giving the staggy for best picture to Minari. Minari. Well-deserved. I agree. Yes, of course. Um, I mean, just a great film. Colonel Weaver. Colonel Weaver. This is what he did after... Uh, beating the aliens right this is the part of the new world that they're all building together is exactly the, the farming in arkansas um, in the 1950s so <laughs> that was just great, great fantastic stuff. minari uh great mountain dew ad as well because mm-hmm. you really are hankering for one by the end of it even if you are thinking of piss yeah you still want to drink it <laughs> So congratulations to Minari for winning the yeah, Staggy for, for Best Picture. It's kind of a big deal. Wow, the first winner ever. First winner, Minari. That makes me feel good in my chest. That mm-hmm. makes me feel warm. That We're I off to a Minari good start here. There, you know? We're off to a good start. That's awesome. But that's not the end of the You're Staggies. Right, it's not the end. We have multiple. We have awards that the Oscars are too cowardly to touch. They won't even give them out. Yeah. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it right here, right now. Starting off with the number one category that should be at the Oscars. 100%. Uh, best stunt choreography. Yes, thank you. Um, thank what you. in the world? These people literally risk their lives for mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. and whatever. Anyway, the Staggies, far more prestigious than the Oscars. Right, We're going to recognize them um, for the best stunt choreography. It's going to go to my man George Cottle. Yes, George. Everyone knows who that is. I shouldn't. I don't even need to say what movie. Don't need to say what movie. It's obvious. George Cottle. Um, t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did, worked on Tenet. Tenet. Um, if you've seen Tenet, I mean, you know. Yeah, you know that stunts going crazy. That I mean, to get people to train them to catch bullets in a gun. I mean, that's yeah, incredible. that was crazy. Um, but just like um, having people learn fight scenes like backwards, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that like the way like someone like there's that part where like the one dude's fighting normally, but the other dude's like fighting in reverse. Yeah, I mean, the and way even they just, that is just really cool. Even if you're just uh. uh uh, designing them separately forward and then mm-hmm. mixing them together, whatever the process was. And just with 
um, like near the end with all the bodies they had as well. Yeah. You know, um, it's just great stuff. And it's, it's the, when you talk about stunt that definitely goes into more of like the visual Marvel of things of, of, of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it accomplishes that. Cause that's what Tenet was all about was just a wow. Look at this. Yeah. You know? Uh, really awesome. They drove a plane into a building. Yeah, for realsies. Um, anyway, uh, we have more uh, categories here. We have a category for the Staggies, the best non-human performance. Hmm. So anything that is not a human yeah. uh, performing. Uh, we're, yeah. th- we're gonna give the stag. This is incredible. This is a great one. This is incredible. Oh. Congratulations to the octopus from my octopus yes. teacher for winning the staggy for best non-human best performance. performance. We will amazing. be accepting uh, this award on her behalf. It's a posthumous award, obviously, right. but uh, uh, it's it's great. Just incredible for her. We tried to contact her eight thousand babies, but we couldn't get back to them. <laughs> so, you know. But just really great stuff. If a man can make friends with an octopus, anything is possible. Like an octopus, an octopus winning a staggy. Exactly. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We also have a category for best voice performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this is where things are going to get a little special because it gets a little, it gets a little gross. It gets a little funky because the staggies we're not held down by natural law. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We can do whatever we want. We invent by mortal order. We invent. We ascend. <laughs> we invented this. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. So guess what? We don't have to acknowledge just movies. We can do mm. anything else. Yeah. So the staggy for best voice performance is going to Steven Yun for Invincible. <gasps> what? That's a television show on the Amazon Prime. What in the world? That's crazy. We're not held down by movies or television. Well, yeah. probably, actually, probably just movies and television. <laughs> I don't right. know what else we would extend to, but who knows? I guess the voice performance we could give to a, a video game performance. We could do that. So uh, Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future we could get that kicking off, you know? Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, we also have... This is a very nice thing that we did. We have a best comedy category because comedies far overlooked. In this the year we had one comedy get uh, a nomination, and it was for an award that we shall not speak of. Yes. So um, really, they get nothing. So yeah, just ridiculous. Um, the Staggy for best comedy goes to Palm Springs. Palm Springs. I mean, it's it is a time loop tale that was obviously popular in the Oscars because that's was the live action short was also a time loop, mm-hmm. you know, which one. Yep. So it's that taking that idea and just kind of digging a little bit deeper, having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Getting it a little, a little almost like demented, like kind of the dark side of having no consequences, you know, even digging into that side of things. It, it's a fun, charming, you know, a lot of great chemistry. Great film. Great comedy. It won the staggy. Watch it and laugh. That's all you got to do. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. With the freak, man. And for the last Staggy Award we have to give out, we have an award for Best New Show. What does that mean? Best New Best TV new Show. So TV a TV show. show that's new. Okay, why does it have to be new? Because that's more fun. Oh, fair enough. And we don't want, you know, I, you know, like... 
if Mr. Robot was still coming out, it would win every year. Exactly. And we don't, you know, we don't want that. So we want to keep things fresh. Keep things nice and fresh. So for the first ever Staggy for best new show, we're going to give it to Devs. Oh, Alex Garland. At, from Alex Garland on Hulu. You can watch it. It is a limited series, so it's over. Yeah, limited series. It's over. You can just watch it. It's just chilling there. Just, um, I talked about it many times on the show. Very interesting mm. uh, show. Really gets your brain going Yeah, if you're into that stuff. It's got Nick Offerman in it. Everybody loves him. Uh, yeah. So he still got the mustache. Uh, yeah, he's got like the whole thing going. Oh, nice. Um, really solid Evolved. stuff. Um, so yeah, congratulations to all of the Staggy winners. But yes. wait, hold on. Whoa, what? That's not it. What? Yeah, you heard me. You may have heard of a certain award show called the Razzies. Oh, sounds familiar. They give awards to bad films. Oh, interesting. Why would you want to award a bad film? Just for fun. Okay. So, we're going to follow in tow a little bit. We have the Stazzies. That's very original. (laughs) I Um, love it. We have three categories in the Stazzies. We Mm. have worst picture, worst performance, and best worst picture. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. So, you know. You know, we have Worst Picture, a movie that's, like, just terrible. Mm-hmm. And then in Best Worst Picture, we have a movie that's terrible, but also just great. Great to watch, but you know it's bad in your heart. Uh-huh. So, the Stazzy for Worst Picture of the Year goes to The Turning. Oh, my gosh. Who the saw it coming? Uh, do we still snap? Oh, absolutely. Oh, The Maybe. Turning. Congratulations incredible. on being the worst picture of the year. Just a great job. So, The Turning is, it stars, oh, what's the leading lady? Mackenzie name? Davis. Mackenzie Davis, Finn Wolfhard, uh, uh, Brooklyn Prince. Brooklyn Prince. That's basically it. The trio. And she is, uh, she's babysitting these, like, rich kids, right? And then things go a little wonky in rich kid town. Yep. And that's the rest of the movie. It's like a horror movie, mm-hmm. or I've heard it's supposed to be one. <laughs> yep, it's really scary. And uh, yeah, it, it just it just maybe fell a little flat uh, uh, to say. Um, it was like one of the last movies we saw before lockdown. In the theater, exactly. Yeah. Um, so just interesting experience. It was one of those experiences where I remember the credits rolled and there was about silence for ten seconds, and then I heard like three distinct groups in the theater say what just happened they were like everyone was just so confused and like everyone just kind of stood up we all just kind of like looked Looked at at each each other other and we're like did all of us miss something (laughs) just trying to look for any piece of information to make the movie make sense um but you know they want a stazzy they want a stazzy congratulations to the turning all righty okay moving on to worst performance okay Interesting. 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 So, the whole year, the Stazzy for worst performance goes to Finn Wolfhard in The Turning. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I remember when we first saw the trailer for this movie in the theater, it had Finn Wolfhard. And so he was, I feel like he was in the trailer a bit because, you know, Stranger Things fame and everything to get people in. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many quotes that I just remember him saying that I was like, 
and it's awful. Like he stomps on like a fish or something and looks at the camera and goes, nothing, nothing should have to suffer. suffer. And of course, you know, a lot of bad performances can be credited to the writing. Right. Um, but man, <laughs> was it not a great one? Yeah. The, We're not huge Finn Wolfhard fans here. Hey, he's young. He's got time, you know. Uh, maybe one day he'll be a Timothy Chalamet. You never know, I guess. They're pretty similar. Yeah. Kinda. They got the same, like, vibe. One's pulling it off better than the other, but the other one's, you know, like, 10 or whatever. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they got the same vibe. But anyway, congratulations to Finn Wolfhard for They're winning the, the first hair. ever Stazzy for worst performance. Congratulations. Finn, if I had to say anything to you, I'd say... Keeping the lights on won't keep you sane. <laughs> I know what you're afraid of. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, um, <laughs> so that means we have the one Stazzy left. We have one Stazzy left to give out. We have the best worst picture. So think of a movie like uh, the the Room. You know, right? Where yeah, it's the room objectively with Tommy awful. That, but you know, there's still some kind of comedy or something to be found. Something to it. latch on to. No, something that'll give you pleasure. And here we go. What do we got? The winner for best worst picture at the Stazies goes to The Turning. Oh, oh my God! There's no way a three P. The Turning three peated. There's no way that. It will literally tie with every if any other movie. The best it can do is tie. That means yep. the turning is just it is forever, forever at Stazzy the top. King. Unless we add more Stazzy categories. Unless we add more Stazzy categories. But wow, the turning just really pulling it off. The three P. Can you watch the turning somewhere? Would you mind looking that up? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea if it's anywhere. If anybody wants it, or if it's just gone. It probably doesn't even have a DVD release. Let's see. <laughs> the turning. The turning wait for it to load yeah let's let's see if there's there great anywhere stuff. great stuff. Brooklyn Prince right there on the cover on the poster uh here we go let's see looks like you can stream it on direct TV Fubo TV and Showtime alrighty well if you have any of those and you can rent or buy it on Amazon on the normal ones you know normal sure. stuff Apple whatever so if you have Showtime, I guess you can stream it on Showtime. Which because I don't know what Fubo TV is. Me neither. Fucked up beyond Omega. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, just this review says I was like Lamau. Imagine if the credits started rolling right now, and then they did. That is kind of how you <laughs> feel, though, isn't it? Um. So. Just really solid stuff for the turning overall. Just great work. Directed by Floria Sigismondi. Good work. Great Good job. stuff. Yeah, take care. It got a, on Letterboxd, it has a 1.7 out of 5. Nice. That's rated not... by 14,969 <laughs> ratings. not too bad. Hey, I will definitely be following uh, the, the next movies from this director. Oh, and, for sure. And see what happens. There's 151 people. That gave this a five out of five stars. What is wrong with them? How many of those people did it ironically? 151. <laughs> uh, just that's an interesting little fact there. That is interesting. Um, anyway, 
Congratulations to the turning for sweeping, sweeping the Stazies. the Stazies this year. That'll be a tough one to beat. Mm-hmm. That'll be. I don't know if what can for do sure. it, but uh, we'll we'll have to keep an eye out and just make sure we will on the next Stazies next year. Stazies slash Staggies next year. It'll be about this time again, and uh, it'll be a great show. Maybe we'll try to do some upgrading. Maybe we'll get clips in there next year. Yeah, ooh, that'd, that'd be that'd fun. be really really fun, especially for the ones that weren't Oscar nominated this year. You know, mm-hmm. like the turning like the turning Black unfortunately Fair, got know. totally ripped off uh, so we we could definitely look into that uh but we've got to move on now yeah so, uh, that that does it that does it for the the, the, the staggies man show uh that means we get to move on to uh the reviews of the week yes one of our favorite segments here we love it um so let's get right into it um i'll go first It's a real short one, but I thought it was funny. Okay. One out of ten. Boring. Boring. Almost fell asleep. So, I started watching a Formula One race in the cinema on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I saw this movie with this guy. Um, I, well, I I don't know. There's, we talked about so many movies. There's really nothing there for me to go off. (laughs) No guesses. In the cinema? What was showing in the cinema? No, no guesses. It's Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. Oh, Demon Slayer? Why would you watch Formula One and... Okay. Dude is watching the Demon Slayer movie and just took out his phone and started watching Formula One racing. I'll be honest, I didn't think Formula One and anime would be like something that would coexist. I feel like you're into one or the other. Hey, well... This man is built different. He is quite literally built different. (laughs) That's that's quite interesting. Uh, (laughs) Mine's pretty short, too. Okay. Zero stars. Wait, zero. Zero stars. And it, it spoils it in the in the in the review here. Okay. It took courage for me to go see the devils. Just like it took courage for Ken Russell to make it. <laughs> this nice. Is zero stars from Roger Ebert himself. Oh, the Raj. Who is not a big fan. Not Didn't a fan give of the out devils. Zero stars very often. Yeah, yikes. But uh, he did it for this one. Wow, film. Raj. Yeah, he, he has a whole review which was just and it, uh, amazingly sarcastic being like wow this film so brave <laughs> to show <laughs> naked young women on screen for 20 minutes uh we love roger Raj. ebert even though i disagree with his overall takeaway mm. it was a different time it was who knows how i'd feel about it now i don't know i didn't know the guy personally neither did i <laughs> yeah okay reviews of the week Hey, you know that what that means. Did you know that you, you, listener, you, listen, you. did you know that you, you can email us at the Stagler pod at gmail.com. You can email us a question. You can email us a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to say in the email, just email us. We'll, we'll look at them. We'll read them. We'll read them on the show. Yeah, if they're appropriate. Um, so yeah, you can do that. The stagler pod at gmail.com. And, uh, we have an email here. Um, that says, uh, yeah, read it. What's up guys. What's Obviously up, man? you two clearly seem to enjoy collecting merchandise and other fun stuff. Uh, if right, you're watching yes. in front of us, we have a baby Yoda, a black Philip Funko, a R2D2 who is just straddling baby Groot. Mm-hmm. Who's given the given double the bird, double bird to R2D2 and a Jaws Funko. 
mm-hmm. which is actually maybe the only good Funko because it's a shark, so its eyes aren't really off-putting. Right. <laughs> so, you know. And then we have Marilyn. Then we have Marilyn as well, a full-size stand-up, um, totally intact. Yeah, top of the line right here. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dang good. Life-size as far as I can tell. Who knows? Yeah. We have posters on the wall. We got Boondock Saints, uh, Some Like It Hot, Dark Knight, Day of the Earth Stood Still. We have, I know we have Parasite and Arrival up there. Um, we got VHS Joker. tapes. We have the Indiana Jones trilogy on VHS. Back but- to the Future, E.T. Got some alien stickers. There's we got a, it all. There's a Spider-Man thing somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> Do you two have a favorite thing that you'd like to show off or talk about besides Marilyn, of course? Well, sorry. I'm a big fan of Black Phillip myself. Thanks. Yeah, everyone's a fan of Black Phillip. Yeah. He's great. Who doesn't? Even though he can't stand upright on any surface at any elevation. Yeah, he's got to be leaning on something. uh, He's still got a lot of chutzpah, that kid. So what? Do you have any merch at home that maybe is too precious to bring to the show? That, that you care about or anything like that? Um, so I have a Groot and a Baby Yoda that are like... The Baby Yoda is probably like this big. So almost life-size. Oh, yeah. It's pretty big. Um, and then I have a Baby Groot who's about the same size. And they sit next to each other. And it's like just a duo of absolute cuteness. Mm. And they mm-hmm. just kind of sit there on my coffee table uh, they're not too precious to bring in here, but I don't know. They're just the a coffee table type of thing. Yeah, um, I love them both very dearly. I'm not sure I have any merchandise that's like collectibles necessarily. I have cool shirts. Like I'm actually wearing a Destroy All Monsters shirt right now, which is or War of the Monsters. My bad. It was like a PS2 game. Nice. This is from that. Uh, and I've worn shirts around before that were like references to mm-hmm. whatever you know. Like a Breaking Bad shirt and stuff like that. Yeah. But actual merchandise, I have a, I have a the pilot episode of Game of Thrones script signed, which is very cool. Mm, I have. That how framed. did you acquire that? I wonder. I forget. It must have not been that important. <laughs> wow. For anyone wondering, I gave that to him for his birthday. It was a fantastic gift. I have a little David Lynch wood like keychain mm. thing. How did you come across that one? Pretty sure I found it in the trash. Hmm, interesting. What I guess I'm saying is I don't buy myself merch, but I like being bought merch by the people. You know what? He got me a video from a sex offender. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and how many of them are there like it? That sex offender (laughs) loves you only. You know, sometimes life just has a way of, you know, going on despite whoever you offend sexually. So, what can you say? You know. But I do have a, a, a like a, the witch screenplay books. Oh, yeah, the screenplay thing. books. Yeah. Those, those are pretty neat. Some of the. the I have Ex Machina one. That's right. really cool. Some of the formatting of those books is a little weird. Like, when they do the two-sided pictures, it doesn't really turn out well if something's center frame because uh-huh. then it's the spine of the book. Right. Other than that, they're they're very very neat. They have some like concept art, at least the the mm. which one, very cool. That's definitely a coffee table thing for me. And and also brought bought uh, some of those A twenty four candles that are like genre scented. Yeah, those were cool. Those are those are very. Mine neat. ran out, but I still have it just like sitting there. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, as far as merch, I guess I don't have uh, too too much of stuff that is just. It is what it is, and that's mm. it. You know. Yeah. 
There we go. Maybe in the future. Maybe I'll get a Minari statue of Colonel Weaver carrying a cross. Oh, that would be cool. Then he speaks. He goes, <laughs> Full string. <laughs> that would be funny. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Hmm. I know you have a little ship. Oh, my yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. My Rocinante. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, uh, what's it called? Like a model. Oh, yeah. Like diorama kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, of the Rossi from the Expanse in front of, I think it's Saturn or Jupiter. It's one Something of them. like that. Anyway, yeah. it's really cool. Just kind of like hangs there. Mm. Looks really dope. Don't know how I got that one. Um, so, you know, that was just like kind of like whatever. It just showed up one day. Um, from space, I bet. Yeah, probably Maybe just kind of. a real ship. And they're all just really tiny. Probably just kind of flew down. Um, I have like a million posters. They're all really cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of I don't posters. know if I have a favorite one. Um, so yeah. I guess I a lot of cool we stuff. should also say that the Black Phillip and the Jaws are mine, and the rest are Nick's. The Yoda and the RTD2 and the Groot. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. In the future, we'll we'll keep you guys updated. If I get a life size Mandalorian statue with detachable helmet and uh uh queerus and boots and stuff i'll let you guys know okay or if i buy that life-size or double life-size uh uh david hasselhoff right (laughs) (laughs) still who knows it's still up in the air i might get it gotta keep betting one penny up but for now uh that'll do it next time guys we have a pretty another pretty big episode this is going to be a huge episode. Pretty might, huge. We've had some long episodes lately. This one was actually pretty short. Yeah, relatively speaking, um, yeah. But I'm almost certain that the next episode is going to be a long one because finally mm. it's happening. Yeah. We're finally doing our Marvel Cinematic Universe episode. All of the movies, all the way up to Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, I think we'll be cutting it off at Far From Home because at least I've been told that that's like the epilogue to everything that's happened. Yeah. And everything past Far From Home is new. So, if you've been following the show since basically like the first episode, mm-hmm. you know that we have many thoughts about Marvel in general, but specifically Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, the Endgame talk is finally coming um spoiler alert we don't like it hey maybe on a rewatch maybe on the rewatch we'll see maybe on a rewatch we'll be like you know what i was wrong um marcus scorchez was also wrong (laughs) guys it's just marvel movies just take a level of iq that is so far above whatever marty skrpinski thinks you know Mm -hmm. he's just not smart enough to understand marvel movies yeah he just doesn't get it marvel movies you know the it's just the characters are so intense and like so sophisticated and yeah you can point at one character and say that's the bad guy but like you know it's just on a different level heightened thinking 40 chess 40 chess for the marvel yeah um what are you what are you planning on rewatching if i can just ask right now uh obviously i'll rewatch endgame unfortunately right um let me think i'll probably do like the guardian like one of the guardians movies just because i like those Mm. um probably thor ragnarok not the first two i'll tell you that see i was thinking about going back to the first one because i remember really disliking it but i also remember it being different so maybe i would like it more now oh interesting um not captain marvel no god not captain marvel maybe black panther yeah 
Um, I'm definitely going back to Winter Soldier because I remember that being one of my favorites. Yep, but we'll probably that Winter Soldier, up. Civil War, maybe Civil War, perhaps. Uh, I've already watched. I already watched Iron Man. It's probably I've my most Iron watched Man's, Marvel like, movie. Bunch. Maybe so. I'll see Iron Man two. Maybe I just look up some clips. Maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's like a big Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Eh. I might probably, will, but I might, <laughs> might not. Might I don't not. Know. Um. Not the Avengers, not mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Definitely. Well, maybe I should because I've seen WandaVision, but I don't think I will. Um, I'll probably do Infinity War just because that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely yeah, going to revisit all of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Just to see if they – I still, I, I, I still like them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to watch my least favorites just because that sounds awful, but right. we'll see. What happens, right, yeah, we'll you know. see. But, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in to the – Oscars slash Staggies. The Staggies. Episode. Uh, I think we can definitely bump up the production design for next year. Oh, yeah. And get a real, we can get the actors to actually come in mm-hmm. and accept their awards, or at least over Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Vanessa Kirby would have, but I heard that she doesn't know what the internet is. Yeah, okay. So that's kind of rough for her. I don't <laughs> know how that works. But that'll do it for now. We'll see you guys. In two weeks on Saturday, we'll be back to yeah, our we'll normal be back to our normal time. Schedule Saturdays at three PM every other week. It's a bi weekly show here. As in every other, not twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. Every fortnight. Every fortnight. Exactly. Good job. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but uh that'll do it for today, guys. Can't wait. Maybe you can rewatch some Marvel movies that you like. Yeah. Get your opinions ready because of Obviously, they're very popular. I'm sure a lot of you disagree with us about a lot of things. So get your arguments ready. Get ready to thrash us and destroy us. Yeah, email us. With facts and logic. But until then, bye-bye. See ya.